Because I don't believe I'm going to be able to advance to the next level with Code Red and in my life of reaching more people if I don't get the bitterness out of my life. And I believe that same thing for you guys. If you can't get this under control, you will park at the point of this pain and you will not move forward because you're not going to be blessed with more if you're not going to be able to handle it. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer. I'm here with Carrie Thompson. Thank you, Carrie, for joining me. It's a great, I do solo podcasts. I have Carrie come on, and sometimes, very rarely, I have a guest, but I know she loves doing this with me. It is, once again, my favorite thing to do. But I was going to say this, Christy. I notice a lot of people that are podcasters that sometimes it's all guests. Have you noticed that? Like, that's Mm -hmm. all they do. They don't ever create their own content solely. And again, not being critical. I just think that's interesting that you're able to, you know, come up with good content that applies to our rebels. And you don't have to have, you know, somebody famous with the Mohawk on there because you are the somebody famous with the Mohawk. I thank you. I I am a guest on a lot of different podcasts and I love being a guest, but I don't necessarily like having guests on. You know why? Because this podcast is ranked number 37 of all the health, nutrition, and weight loss podcasts in the United States. And I'm really protective of that. And it's hard to find good guests who are engaging and funny and exciting and who keep the audience captive. So I'm super scared to have guests on. And, you know, I have noticed that even on a couple of my favorite podcasts that I listen to, if it starts out, well, we've got Dr. Hey, just want to talk about my research. I'm like, next episode. So people are picky. They don't mess around. And if the vault, if the um, sound isn't good, uh, yes. I, if someone's not using the right microphone and I, you know, I have a hearing loss anyway, it's difficult. I got the, the whole thing turned up. I'm, I'm like up, up with the volume button and I can't, you know, or someone's got a real thick accent and I can't make out their words. I just, I skip the episode too. I can't do it even yeah. though their content is probably pretty good. Yeah. And so we are committed to bringing you quality content every week. <laughs> Yeah. And and quality sound and quality, you know, the visual and quality graphics and everything. So we love you guys. We, of course, we thank you for subscribing and being here and watching and sharing and all that stuff. And today is no exception. We're talking about better, not bitter, better, not bitter. I'm not proud to admit that I have been bitter in the past on some things that have happened in my life, but I'm telling you, it will eat your lunch. It absolutely will, Christy. And I think that it's really important before we start to differentiate with the audience, unforgiveness and bitterness, because they are two different things. We've done podcasts on, oh, Christy, we've heard this. (laughs) I mean, they've heard podcasts where we talk about unforgiveness and moving past your point of pain and all that kind of thing. But this is different, y'all. Like this is talking about, because you can forgive someone and say, I've let it go, but still be upset about it, still be bitter about it. But technically you've done the unforgiveness thing. I mean, you've forgiven them. Like you've done that part. You're not unforgiving, but you're still bitter. Right. And I, 
Yeah. And Carrie and I did a podcast a couple of episodes ago where we talked about our best and worst life experiences and how they have shaped us into what, what we are. And I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast. We really let it all hang out for you. And I know that one, one of the things I can really give you guys a good example, like I brought up on that podcast was when I got fired from Axiom when I, at my lowest of my life, when I, I had no place to live, I had a car that was overheating and then JP Green fired me for really no reason as a personal trainer at Axiom. I desperately needed that job. So thinking about bitterness here. Okay. So that firing being fired caused me to have to create code red, which was the best thing I could have ever done. So of course I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm happy that it happened so I could create code red and, and, you know, I didn't agree with the way JP handled it. I've, you know, he's a nice guy and I've forgiven him for that and that's okay. But I still hung on to that bitterness for years after it happened, sis, I would drive by the Park Center Axiom and I would F yeah, I didn't say I didn't say this, but in my mind, I was like, F you, JP, like, you know, <laughs> screw you. Like you really left me in a tough spot, buddy. I was, you know, and yet he never knew about it. But I hung on to that bitterness. Shame on me. I kind of feel like we've talked about JP enough on this podcast. No, I mean, like maybe somebody's told him. Oh, I'm sure he probably knows. I don't think he cares. I mean, JP, you don't know, but you're famous on this podcast. You'll need to tune in, rate and review, JP. So I agree with you, Christy. And this, you know, the most, the place where I see this most often with people and myself are previous relationships or marriages. So a lot of people will say, well, we, we got divorced. I'm not making fun of it. Cause y'all like y'all listen to other podcasts, you know, that I know, and Christy knows, but, and they have forgiven for the sake of the kids that those of you that can't see me, I'm holding up the quote fingers, the famous quote fingers. So they've forgiven for the sake of the kids. They've supposedly moved on, but part of them is still so angry and bitter about what happened. And even though they say I've forgiven and they don't like when they see them, they aren't rude to this person. They are, you know, kind or amiable or professional or whatever those words are. And they, so they aren't technically unforgiving, but gosh, their heart is still hurt. And I don't know if it's a heart hurt thing. Like they can say the words, you can say the words, I forgive you, but then is it really truly permeating throughout your whole being to where you aren't hanging on to the bitterness or do we just say, I forgive you. So then we kind of get out of trouble with God. Right. Right. Like we, we go through the obligatory, I forgive you thing uh, so that God can forgive us, you know, like we just go through the motions. And I think that, you know, it's a heart thing. You know, only God knows your heart, but you know, when you're bitter towards somebody, you can feel it. Even though when you guys have switch day with you and your ex and you're switching the kids and you say, okay, I forgave him for cheating on me. And that's why we got divorced or whatever the situation was. Um, you still have that, ugh, that edge, you feel it inside you. And I don't care if you say nobody can notice or nobody can tell. I still believe when you have that bitterness inside of you, you are still putting off that vibe. And, and I think it's still noticeable. And it's just that edge. It's just that look. And I'm telling you, everybody can feel it and it's not hidden. And certainly it's not hidden inside your heart. So I, it, it is noticeable and it needs to be dealt with. So one thing I wanted to share with everyone listening is what happened to me, how I knew I had not unforgiveness, but bitterness 
is the frequency at what you think about it. it. That for me was a good indicator. So I remember driving down the road and feeling, I had a mother-in-law at one time that was very unkind to me. This is so far in my past. Like it is, it is like dusty bones in the closet y'all. But I remember I was listening to my uncle Richard preach on a cassette tape, like a legit cassette tape. It may have been a DVD if they were moving up in the world, but I was listening to my uncle preach on this topic. And all of a sudden I thought, well, I'm glad that's not me. I'm glad that's not me. And it was like, God brought to my mind that person, that mother-in-law that had been really horrible to me. I didn't probably do the best job I could of handling it. I was also very young, didn't know how to handle it. Now I would handle it totally different, but I, that came to mind. And the thought occurred to me, Think about how much you think about her and how she wronged you. The frequency at which that comes back to mind. So like Christy, every time she passed by the gym, it came to mind first time. Boom, it came to mind. Every time you, like Christy said, pass off the kids to the ex-husband. Boom, if that hurt comes right back to mind. That to me is a pretty good indication of that you may have bitterness in your life. Another example would be someone else in our family. They like to talk about their first husband. Again, I don't know why spouses and that seems to be a reoccurring theme, but they like to talk about it. And they always say, well, he called me ugly. He called me fat. He called me stupid. He was, did this. I w- I wasn't allowed to leave the house without hair and makeup done and all that. They always follow that up with, but I've forgiven them. Mm. But have you? Mm-hmm. But have you? a little bit of bitterness there because it's always, oh, I forgive it. Well, then why are we talking about it? Why does this continue to be a thing? So to me, I know it's really clear to me whether I have bitterness. It's not even, do I have bit? I mean, I can feel it. I can know it if it's there and it, and I need, I root it out if it is there, but I know that I don't have bitterness towards my first husband who physically and verbally abused me for the year that we were together And it was, it was awful because I know, and I know that I don't have bitterness towards him now because I genuinely hurt for him. He is such an unhappy, an evil, evil to the core kind of a person just really. And I have actually prayed for him. Not that he, that God blesses him with a new car. I don't pray that, you know, like that's not when you pray for your enemies, like the Bible says, that's not what you're, that's not what God means that God means pray for them to come to an understanding of how they've done wrong. And so I actually say, Oh Lord. I mean, I know he's miserable and I, deep in his spirit and in his soul. So I, I honestly go, Oh, I hurt for him. I don't want him to continue to be on the, And I feel that in my heart. So I have zero bitterness towards him. And I've done a lot of heart checks on it. I've done a lot of like gut checks. Are you really, are you make sure you're not, you know, cause I don't believe I'm going to be able to advance to the next level with code red. And in my life of reaching more people, if I don't get the bitterness out of my life. And I believe that same thing for you guys. If you can't get this under control, you will park at the point of this pain and you will not move forward because you're not going to be blessed with more if you're not going to be able to handle it. Right. And I, I think that's a good point. If you can empathize and if you can pray, if you're a praying person for the person who hurt you, that you probably have moved past it. And I think that's a great marker, Christy. That's mm-hmm. excellent. I And I can tell you that now I don't feel 
anything but love towards my previous mother-in-law because um, she's such an important part of my kid's life. And I saw her at my son's wedding and just hugged her and loved on her and had nothing at all. And I don't even think about her one way or the other. I do. I mean, I consider her, you know, like in my heart, like, and I have good positive regard for her, but I think you're right. If I could pray for her when she goes through hard things, she went through her own divorce, my heart hurt for her. So I think the fact that you can feel that way about your ex-husband your first husband, Christy is excellent. I never even thought about that. That's a great. And again, I've done these gut checks where I, and people have asked me about him, people that know about him and stuff. They've Ugh. asked me like, can you believe he did that to you? And, and they bring it up and I just go, you know what? I don't, it doesn't bother me. I don't think about it anymore. I, I might bring it up to make a point, but you know, my heart hurts for his suffering at this point that he's going to continue to go through unless he gets his heart right with God and he gets some things in his life dealt with. And I wish I knew the studies to be able to cite the actual studies, but studies have actually shown that when you have bitterness in your heart, you can actually make yourself sick. So we have seen this in our family. I'm thinking of somebody, Christy, I'm going to look right at you. You know who I'm talking <laughs> about. You know, text me, text me with the name. Like we've done on this podcast so many times. Oh, text me with the name when we're done. So I have seen a person that bitterness, oh, they would not yeah. claim unforgiveness. Oh yeah. Christy yeah. knows. Like, like, I know it. It has completely broken down their body. Christy. Yes. They have gone from a functioning human who takes care of themselves, who cooks and cleans for themselves and I'm not saying there aren't other medical, I'm not saying there aren't other comorbidities, there aren't other medical things going on, but Christy, I have watched this person transform from what I knew them as a child to an absolutely creaky, cracky, grumpy, riddled with chronic pain, yeah. riddled with chronic disease, just this shell of a person they yes. were before. And it's bitterness. It is 100% bitterness, but they would swear to you. It's not unforgiveness. I've seen it with my own eyes. And again, I'm not denying there aren't medical things going on, but I am here to tell you that it is 95% the brain and 95% this bitterness that they carry with them. And still to this day, spout off this bitterness all the time. It's toxic. It will make you sick. It will kill you eventually. And that's what this, that's what it's doing to, to our relative. It's just slowly breaking this person down little by little. And her body is just failing little by little. And it's really sad because I, you're right. It's a hundred percent. You're right. And oh, I just lost my train of thought. I'd I'll let you think of that. Let me say something while you're thinking, because you will think of it because you don't have to listen to this part. So of course you guys know that Christy and I were abused by a step uncle when we were kids. And I want to, I don't want to bring up abuse. So if you're triggered by that kind of thing, I'm not going to go into detail, obviously. So just be careful if that triggers you. We have an employee that's very triggered by any mention of abuse. So I don't want to upset anybody. But so one thing that might help you is let me tell you what I did. And I think probably Christy as well. So we went through this traumatic abuse experience, didn't realize it till we were older because, you know, until you kind of grow up, you think, oh, that was a game or I didn't really get what that is until you start to understand your body and growing up and maturing. And one thing that our dad said to us and our mom echoed it as well, that was really helpful was it doesn't have to be okay. So because you let the bitterness go, because I have forgiven and I have no bitterness towards that relative, that step uncle who have, was horribly abused himself, doesn't mean that's okay. So those of you that are thinking about Christy's first husband, let's use that as an example. Christy has let go of the pain. She has let go of the, the experience, the bitterness, the unforgiveness surrounding that experience. It doesn't make it okay what he did to her. 
It's not okay. It's not like, oh, okay. It's not like, and this is what's important, guys, because some people have done some really bad things to you. And you're not saying it's okay what our uncle did. You're not saying it's okay what my dad did to me. You're just choosing not to be bitter about it. Now, you could have forgiven. And our parents said to us, you don't have to be okay with what happened. You don't even have to forgive is what they told us, which of course made us want to forgive because we knew that was the right thing to do. But we're not okay with it. Where It's not like, oh, that was acceptable. So by folks, listen, by you letting go of your bitterness, you're not saying what they did was acceptable. And I think that's what was hard, Christy, is that people say, if I forgive, if I let go of bitterness, what my mother-in-law did to me was okay. What your first husband did to you, okay. Smacking you in the hallway to where you were unconscious, that was okay. That is not what we're saying, folks. So you can hang on to the fact that it was wrong immorally and still not harbor bitterness. And I think that's a really important thing to remember. That is an excellent point, which I think that whole that whole paragraph, sis, really probably released and uh, released a lot of people right there. I think that a lot of people just found freedom and found found the change just came off of you. Just hearing what Carrie just said. I think that was excellent because you're not you're not giving it. It's not an excuse. It's not you're not saying it was all right. You didn't give it a green light. It was still wrong. And I think a lot of people get hung up on that. Uh, They've also done studies where people do words of affirmation and they wake up in the morning and they look in the mirror and they say something over and over of let's positive to themselves. You're, you're, you're beautiful. You're smart. You're getting stronger every day. Even if they don't believe it after 30 days, your mind actually starts to rewire itself. And there are new neuro pathways built and the body actually starts to follow suit. So if you can, even if you might not feel it, if you can start practicing, getting rid of that bitterness, it will eventually, I didn't do this. I mean, this was 25 years ago. I didn't do this overnight. It took me a long time to get here. So don't expect things to, if you're working on that resentment and that bitterness that's in your life, don't expect it just to happen tomorrow. I mean, God can totally, he can release you of that if that's what he chooses, just like that. But it might take a while of you doing some work to get through and work through that. But the point is you're moving forward and working through that, that pain and resentment and bitterness that you have. I think it is, if you say it like this, like you face it head on, a lot of people just don't want to face it. So they don't think about the trauma. They don't think about that. So this is what I would say. Let, I'm just going to use our step uncle as an example. So this is what I would say to myself each morning, Carrie, t- talking to little Carrie, five-year-old Carrie that that happened to Carrie, it was not okay. What happened to you? Your uncle was 100% wrong. You didn't ask for it. You didn't want it. You didn't understand it. But you know what? You can get behind maybe why he did it from his abuse. But also, I'm moving forward in my life. I, I have forgiven him. And I am releasing myself from the bitterness. I am releasing myself from letting that control my life. It's not okay. It'll never be okay. I'll, I will try everything I can to make sure it never happens to my children or my grandkids. But today I walk forward without bitterness because like we said about unforgiveness guys, when you have it, you think that my step uncle somewhere, probably in a prison in California gives a rat's fanny, what Carrie Thompson thinks about him right now, probably not in the drug house he's living in, whatever the crap he's doing right now, he doesn't care, but my spirit knows that I'm hanging on to it. So I can speak to that Carrie. It wasn't right. It wasn't okay. But today I'm walking forward 
without bitterness. And it gets easier every day, guys. Do you think that Christy felt this way about her ex-husband the first day she tried to work on this? No, it's like, no, I don't want to do this. He was wrong. It was wrong. It was not justified. I didn't ask for it, you know, but every day it probably got easier, Christy. And that's the thing that it doesn't hurt the other person. It only you hanging on to this bitterness only hurts you. It is well known that Joyce Meyer was sexually molested by her dad for 13 years growing up. She's talked about this openly many times. And she said, you know, later on in his eighties, you know, God told her to take care. Her mom knew about it. Her mom abandoned her into that mess. I was too afraid to do anything about it. Her dad was absolutely horrible in so many ways, not just the sexual abuse. And so she says that God asked her, God told her to take care of her parents when they were elderly, buy them a home, give them good medical care. And eventually they both accepted God in their eighties and, you know, then they died. And so can you imagine? And so Joy says, I never would have been at the level I am spreading the word, you know, one of the biggest evangelists, she didn't say this part, but in the world, if she hadn't had moved past that. And she said it was so hard to forgive her dad and Then she found out, but here's my point of bringing all this up. She found out that he had been molested all through incest had run in their family. It had been his dad and his dad's dad and his dad's dad. It it had been generation of incest throughout the whole family. So she said, it doesn't make it okay, but I still understand that he was just following a pattern of what his dad and his dad before him and his dad before him had done all growing up. And so if you think about, you know, I understand. And I'm so sorry if this is too graphic or too difficult for some of you to listen to. I really, that's not our heart. But if you think about possibly the hurting people hurt people. And mm-hmm. if you think about possibly that person that hurt you, you know, I, yeah. possibly what they're going through right now, maybe it might be a little easier for you, but it's only eating your lunch. It's not hurting other people. It's only, it's not hurting that person. I promise you, JP does not lose sleep over me. Uh, I think he's probably really happy for me and for Code Red. And I think he's a wonderful man. I just don't like the way he handled this one little thing, but I really like JP as a person. I learned a lot from him. So he doesn't lose sleep over what happened with me. He, he, he just doesn't. And no, those people in your life aren't losing sleep over what they did to you. You are the one losing sleep over it. Yes. And the reason I was looking down, Christy, is that I wanted to get a scripture that did just knew that you mind. are. I know, I know. And Christy's like, I know she's not checking Facebook while we're podcasting. I'm not ever on Facebook unless I have to be. Okay. So this is what I just want to make sure I had it correct. Otherwise people will write into us, Matthew 5, 44. But I say unto you, if you guys are Bible believers, if you aren't, this lines up with Buddhism, this lines up with Hinduism. It lines up with all of it. Y'all love your enemies. Don't like them. Don't You know, don't, it doesn't say that it says, love your enemies, bless those that curse you do good to those that hate you and pray for those that despitefully use you and persecute you Mm. love your enemies though. Pray for those that despitefully use you and persecute you. So if you don't believe in prayer, if you're not a Christian and you believe in something else, send them good vibes, send them good karma, meditate on happy things happening to them. You know, pray for those who persecute you persecute. Like it is amazing. When I was going through a divorce, my ex-husband persecuted me, said the most horrible things. And I would just keep moving forward. Is it easy? No. 
holy moly, learning these things and and getting to a different level of self and self-awareness, like on Maslow's hierarchy, it's not easy. This is the nuts and bolts of it. I have a man, Christy and I have a man who abused us, who lives somewhere in California, like I said, and he doesn't go away. It doesn't, you may have to see like Joyce Meyer, your person that hurt you every day. So you've got to decide how you're going to deal with this. Are you going to walk around in bitterness or are you going to find a way to deal with this so you can have the life that you deserve? You cannot design your best life if you are always bitter towards someone who wrongfully did something to you. And the Bible says that uh, he will pour out a blessing that you cannot contain. You will not even believe what will happen in your life if you can get this, if you can let it go, if you can move on, if you can honestly be happy despite what happened and and look for the rainbow here, look for the bright side and use it to help others and truly don't hang on, like really let that bitterness and resentment go. You will be blessed beyond thought. I never thought that I would have the life that I have now. And I think it's because I've been able to move past some things and, and perhaps I need to do a heart check. I think there's probably something in my heart right now that I'm hanging on to that's probably preventing me from moving for, forward even further. And, you know, it's going to be up to me to deal with that, but you won't even believe the blessings that will come your way. If you can get this. I was listening to a podcast this morning. Christy and I love to listen to science podcasts so we can bring this information to you. This one was on why are we as a society overweight? And it was talking about how the problem is that, and I do have a point, I swear it has to do with this podcast. So hang with me is how toxins are stored in our fat cells. Now, Christy and I know this, we tell people all the time, toxins and hormones are stored in your fat cells. So when you start to lose weight, you're going to release toxins, which is why you have to poop which is why you have to drink water. Otherwise you'll make yourself sick with these toxins. And sometimes this sounds cheesy, but I think that bitterness is trapped in us, in our fat cells. Now, hang with me. What if someone abused you and you used your heaviness to make sure that no one ever did that again? And all of a sudden now you're you're smaller, you fit it. Maybe people are noticing you. That's a very hard thing for a lot of people. So letting go, I just imagine myself forgiving these people that have hurt us and not even forgiving, but bitterness guys, you got it. The forgiveness. Everyone's like, I forgive you, but you know, I I want you to talk, really look at the root, which is the bitterness. And I imagine it as we start to forgive And as we let go of this bitterness, Christy, like this stuff is being released from our system. Maybe this is what you need to help yourself be healthier, whether that's weight loss or moving your body, or whether it is seeking out a relationship. If you want a relationship with somebody who's not going to treat you like crap, bitterness can hold you back from being able to do these things. I asked this person I was talking to earlier about earlier, but the one that's just turned into this shell of a human, I was like, do you want to come to our house for a few days? And they're like, just this awful, horrible, grumpy answer. You can come to the farmhouse and hang out with us, or you can sit at home and you can just take your bitterness, like a big old winter coat and wrap it around you and pet it and let it be your friend. And so I would ask you, even if the bitterness Even if the wrong was somebody else's fault, are you, have you grown attached to your bitterness? Has it become a part of your personality? Even though you didn't ask for it, it can still become a part of who you are. Like it has with this person. Now, this is a pretty extreme case, but that's one example. 
in a lot of cases, the fat on someone's body is a manifestation of a bigger problem. It's not the problem. The, the fact that you, you're overweight and you're fat, that's not the problem. That's a symptom of a bigger problem. And a lot of people wear their fat as a cloak and as a, like a Harry Potter cloak that makes them invisible and they pet it and they love it and they, they care for it. And that's their comfort. So yeah, shedding that fat could mean that you shed that bitter and, and resentment. So that's a great point, sis. Yeah. And bitterness becomes a friend to some people. Like it tells you you're right. You're justified. Those other people don't get it. Those other people don't understand you. Like I understand you. Mm. They don't know what you went through. Like I know what you went through. They don't understand that this person was wrong. They don't get it that, that this is very important. What happened to you? And it becomes a friend but not a friend who has good intentions for you. And if you can kind of look at your bitterness like that, I mean, I have physically seen it envelop a human. I have seen it in the form of this crippling body disease. So if you can think of it like that, like you got to get it off before it gets, it's like a tick before it gets, starts sucking blood out of you. You got to get it off of you so you can move forward and use your own blood for what you need it for. Well, I can tell you right now, if you guys did not need this podcast, I definitely needed it. And while we were talking, I really, something just really came to my heart that I just, I've got to let go. And, uh, you know, it it kind of happened in real time while I was talking to you guys. So we love you and we want you to know that, you know, you've got a home with code red and you come to us, we can help you through this. At least we can help you with the shedding the fat part. And I think a lot of things are going to shed off your life when you shed the fat and vice versa, when you start to shed the bitterness, you're also going to shed the fat. So we hope you enjoy this episode of Rubble Weight Loss and Lifestyle. We'll talk to you guys soon and we'll see you on the next episode and we'll see you on the next 10 pound takedown. Everybody take care. Bye everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you're not subscribed already, please be sure to do that right now. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could do me a quick favor and rate and review this podcast. That would be just so helpful. Speaking of help, let me know if I can help you. Go to coderedlifestyle.com, check out my programs, and see what we can do for you. Until next time, Rebel on.